What's up, everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Sunday morning online Water's Edge worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for joining in. For those of you that continue to share these messages with your friends and family, we hope it helps them out. Thank you for doing that. We have people who are watching from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to give, thank you so much for your generosity. It helps us serve our community. That's what we've been about since the very beginning is serving our community, serving and loving people. And that's what we continue to do. So again, thank you so much for your generosity and helping us love God and love people in our city. So today we start a brand new series, a brand new series right after Easter. We had an incredible live and in-person service last week. If you joined us in person last week, it felt like old times. It was amazing. We had over a thousand people here last Sunday in-house. We also had a ton of people tune in online. But today we start a brand new series after Easter called The Human Experience. Now, it's no secret. If you've heard me speak for any amount of time, you know this about me, that I love Mexican food and I don't care where I get it. I love it all. I love Casamayana, I love Taco Bell, I love uh, Papacitas in Houston, I love Que Pasa, I love Cancun's, I love all those places. Uh, salsa, guacamole, nachos, cheese dip, again, I don't care where I get it, just give it to me. I love Mexican food. Well, several years ago, I lived in Jennings, and when I lived in Jennings, I've told people this story many times before, and I've told you this story before, but now I have an updated version. When I lived in Jennings, there weren't many places that was all that great to eat over there. But while we lived there, there was this really great, authentic Mexican restaurant that moved into town. And once I ate there, I loved it, man. The cheese dip was authentic. It was great. The nachos, tacos, fajitas, it was awesome. And we would eat there all the time. And one night we went there after church and I ordered some fajita nachos. And the fajita nachos was like a heart attack in the plate. They were awesome, man. They would have these chips. They would smother them in white cheese. They would put grilled onions and grilled bell peppers and grilled jalapenos, and they would put grilled chicken and grilled steak. They would cover it with more white cheese. It would just get all soggy, and it was amazing, man. It was so awesome, and so that's what I ordered every single time, and so on this night, I ordered a water with lemon and some fajita nachos, and so, man, I'm eating those fajita nachos, and they're great, and I get down to one of the last bites, and I'm about to eat a piece of steak, on one of the chips. And right before I reached down to pick up that chip with cheese dip and some grilled onions and bell peppers and a big nice piece of steak, right before I grabbed it, that piece of steak started moving. And that's when I realized that it wasn't a piece of steak. It was a roach. Needless to say, it didn't sit well and I stopped going to that restaurant for a few months. But then I started craving Mexican food again. So I went back reluctantly and I tried some food that wasn't the fajita nachos. It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. But man, I was nervous. I was looking around the roof. I was looking on the floor for roaches, all that kind of stuff. And so they bring me out a refill for my water. We've already paid. We're just hanging out with some friends. It's been a better experience. No more roaches. I'm drinking my water. And right before I leave, I look down to take one more sip of water. And guess what I see in my water? I see another roach. So that just did it for me. Well, we finally left Jennings and moved back to Lake Charles, and I found some other great Mexican restaurants to go to, but then I found out that the same people that owned that restaurant in Jennings opened up another restaurant in Lake Charles that was a Mexican restaurant, so I thought, man, I love the food. Maybe the atmosphere is cleaner, and so maybe one day I'll go back and try it here in Lake Charles, and maybe they won't have the roach problem, and so one day I finally go, and it's great. The food is awesome, it's clean, it's great in there, it smells good, man, it's an awesome experience. But about halfway through the meal, I look up and guess what I see right on the ceiling, crawling around, 
And one of the workers, they see it too. So the worker grabs a cup, traps it, doesn't kill it, and guess where he brings it? Where would you bring a roach in a restaurant if you caught it? I'd bring it outside. Guess where he brings it? He brings it to the kitchen. Brings it to the kitchen. What was he going to do with it in the kitchen? Put it in someone's nachos in case they ran out of steak? Who knows? Needless to say, after that, I learned a lesson, and this is what it was. Sometimes you need to make some changes in your life, but it takes us a while to learn that lesson. Sometimes it takes us a while to learn and understand this, and notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you, that if you don't do something different, nothing will ever change in my life. This is the human experience. And so sometimes we try and we try and we try to make changes in our life, but those changes don't last. It's like we don't stick our landing. But we all have these areas in our life that need to change. Some of us have attitudes and excuses that need to change. Some of us have relationship patterns and habits and addictions in our life that need to change. Some of us have weak areas in our life that we absolutely need to work on and they need to change. And so many times we try and we struggle to overcome and we do this over and over and over again. So what do we say? I'm going to try it. I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to change this area in my life. I'm going to change that area of my life. But for some reason, it doesn't work. We make these changes. We have this resolve in our heart that we're going to make these changes. But for some reason, over and over and over again, the changes that you try to make don't last. How many times have you asked God to forgive you for the same thing over and over again? How many times have you told yourself, why am I like this? Why do I do this? Why do I respond in this way? Why do I react in this way? Why am I so childish in this area of my life? Why do I keep making excuses in that area of my life? I need to change. I'm going to do it this time. How many times have you said that to yourself over and over and over again, and you're trying to do the same things over and over and over again to make the changes? Which is why the psalmist told us to do this sometimes if you need to make changes. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Sometimes you have to be still and know that he is God. Be still and focus on God. Be still and be real and genuine and authentic and and intimate with God. Why? Because distracted people never follow through and make real changes that they need to make. When you lack focus, you're distracted. And when you're distracted, you never finish what you start. When you lack focus, you're distracted. And when you're distracted, you never finish what you start, which also leads us to another point. If you're still with me, I'm still with you. We usually love the results of change, but we just do not love the demands of it. We'd love better relationships. We would love better health. We would love better finances. We would love more control over our emotions. We would love a stronger faith and a stronger mind and a stronger walk with Jesus. But many times we just don't love what it takes to get us there. We love the results of change, but many times we don't love the demands of it. Notice what Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 32. It's very, very familiar. Notice this. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Notice that it's just not the truth that sets you free, but it's actually knowing the truth that sets you free. It's knowing the truth about yourself, knowing the truth about why you do what you do, why you see things the way you see things, why you perceive things the way you perceive things, why you make excuses the way you do, why you treat people the way you do, why you uh, react emotionally the way you do, why you do what you do. You need to understand this. And once you truly get honest with yourself and self-aware and you tell yourself the truth, knowing that truth can set you free. Now also, keep this in your mind today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Remember this, before the truth sets you free, 
it usually makes you a little bit miserable. It's a painful process to finally accept the honest truth about why you give up so easily, about why you always play the victim, about why you always think other people are attacking you. It's a painful process to finally accept this truth about yourself, about why you get so emotional and why you feel so guilty and so unhappy most of the time. But it's this misery that can motivate you to finally say, I'm going to do something different to make changes last in my life because I don't want to just make changes, but I want to make changes that last. Now, let me ask you some questions. Notice this today. Do you constantly let yourself down? Does it seem like you always disappoint yourself because of your choices, your mistakes, your habits, your reactions, your anger, your words that you wish you could go back and change? We let ourselves down all the time. Sometimes this truth about ourselves makes us miserable But the human experience tells us this, before you can change, sometimes you have to get very uncomfortable and miserable in the state that you're in. Another question is this, what do you keep doing to satisfy you right now that you always regret tomorrow? And this is a very, very wise question to ask ourselves. This is a miserable cycle to live in. We make relationship choices that satisfy us right now. We make health choices financial choices, we make emotional choices, we make choices with temptations that satisfy us right now, but sometimes we regret those choices and the consequences and the aftermath later, and then what do we say? I let myself down again, and these changes that we want to make and need to make become that much more difficult because we get disappointed in ourselves, and those changes just don't last. Making choices today to satisfy an emptiness today will always, always, always lead to regret tomorrow. It's a perfect, perfect example of living distracted. A perfect example of living distracted is making choices today that you always regret tomorrow. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that they would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priest, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. So notice that Jesus has this clear vision, this clear picture of where he's taking his life. In his mind, in his heart, in his soul, his life is on a pathway, it's on a road, and in his mind there's this very clear destination In his heart, there's this very clear vision of where he wants his life to end up, to the cross and then to the resurrection. He has this vision in his heart. That's where he's going, verse 22. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. So Jesus has this very specific vision of where his life is going and how he wants his life to end up. I'm going to rise from the dead, but before I rise from the dead, I'm going to demonstrate my love for all people. I'm not just going to say it, I'm going to demonstrate it. Because if you love people, you can't just say it, you have to prove it. You have to demonstrate it. And so Jesus says, I'm going to demonstrate my love to these people. This is my mission. And then the destination is the resurrection. And Peter didn't know that. But he was becoming a distraction right here, trying to distract Jesus from his ultimate vision and mission in this life. And notice what Jesus says in verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, devil, Satan. You're a dangerous trap for me. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view. 
and not from God's because in the human experience, this is what we do. Notice how Jesus really focused, really focused quickly on his vision and not letting anything distract him from his vision, even someone that was very close to him. He went on to say, a distraction is like a trap from the devil. It will rob me of where I want my life to end up. The truth is this. If you want to stop feeling like you always let yourself down, if you want to stop dealing with so much regret about trying to make changes and those changes not lasting over and over and over again, constant shame, it's not that you just need to focus, but you also need this. So if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. You need vision. People with vision make changes, and when they make changes, they make sure those changes last because they know their vision has a destination, and they don't want anything to distract them from their destination, and so they want to continue going forward down the pathway, the right pathway that's going to get them there because the wrong pathway will always lead them to the wrong place, but the right road will always lead them to the right place, and that's just a principle that's true. And so focused people know who have vision that they don't let distractions pull them off of their path because they know where their life is going. Their life is going to end up somewhere, not on accident, but on purpose. And so notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Vision is a mental picture of what your life could be driven by a passion of what your life should be. Let me say that again. Vision is a mental picture that you get of what your life could be and is driven by a passion of what your life should be. My life could be like this and it should be like this. So let's make this simple. Ask this question, your life, what could it be? A vision starts when you get that mental vision and picture in your soul and in your head of what your relationships could be. They're not right now, though. What your health could be, what your finances could be, what your faith could be, what your purpose could be, what your marriage could be, what your family could be, what your future could be, what your walk with God could be. It's not there yet, but it could be much better than it is, and it should be. Now, ask another question in your life. What should it be? Your mind should be more stable. Your finances should be more wiser. Your relationships should be more peaceful. Your health should be healthier. Your habits should be better habits. And your walk with Jesus should be still and focused and intimate. So when you get a focused vision for your life, this is what you do. You get a mental picture. This is what I want my life to look like. This is what it could be. This is what it should be. And now I find the road that's going to take me there. And I don't let anything distract me from that road. And I be still. And I know that he is God which leads me to something else I want you to understand if you're still with me. So I'm still with you. Vision creates motivation. When you get a picture in your heart of what your life should be and could be and you start working towards that vision, then everything starts to matter. Everything starts to matter, even the small things. People who have no vision for their life have no direction, no motivation, because not everything matters. Their life is gonna end up somewhere, just not on purpose, and so they live distracted. Distracted people never follow through with the changes that they need to make in their life. Why is that? Because they easily lose their motivation. Your motivation has to be bigger than I wanna do what I wanna do right now, and many times when you do what you wanna do right now, you regret that tomorrow. A strong motivation is proven by a vision of what your life could be and should be. Something else I want you to see is this. Everyone ends up somewhere, but few people end up somewhere on purpose. Your patterns will bring your life somewhere. Your choices, your decisions, 
the quality of your relationships, the quality of your mental health, the quality of your emotional health, the quality of the health of your family, it's all going somewhere. We have to be self-aware enough to know that it's not just going to end up somewhere good on accident. It's all going somewhere. And in the human experience, I've known this and I've experienced this. If you don't get a vision for where you want your life to end up, it's going to end up somewhere on accident that you don't want it to be. So many people who wake up one day and say, I didn't want my life to be here, they did not live with focus, vision, and intention, and they didn't make sure that their life ended up somewhere on purpose. Make sure your life ends up somewhere on purpose. Stop looking back and regretting how you let yourself down in the past by making mistakes, failures, not making changes last. You can't change any of that. Don't do that to yourself. Just start over today. Start living with focus today. Start living with vision today. Start living on the path that you need to go to today that's going to take you to the destination that you should be at and that you could be at today. Live with purpose. If you want to make changes in your life last, if you want to stick your landing, then get a vision for your life and have the courage to follow through. You have regret, guilt, and discouragement. Your life could be different, so get a vision for it and go for it. You feel let down. You feel divided. You feel uncertain. Your life should be different so get a vision and go forward nothing changes until you finally get a vision for your life in this thing that we call the human experience and once you get focused and undistracted and go forward your life will end up somewhere and it'll end up somewhere on purpose thank you so much for hanging out with us today thank you so much for tuning in we're so thankful today and we love you all and we cannot wait to see you back next week